Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning in to this podcast. St Bride's is famous for its ministry to journalists, and behind me you can see our journalists' commemorative altar, but we are of course here for you all. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always wonderful to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these services, you'll find details in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. We who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the sixth Sunday after Trinity, which this year we're keeping as our annual Guild service. If you're new to St Bride's and are wondering what that means, all will be explained in due course. Meanwhile, wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. We say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, 
that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the glory.
Merciful God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as pass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love toward you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament lesson is a reading from the book of the prophet Amos, chapter 7, beginning at the seventh verse. This is what the Lord God showed me. The Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, Behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass by them. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate, and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste, and I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam, king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel must go into exile away from his land. And Amaziah said to Amos, O seer, go, flee away to the land of Judah, and eat bread there, and prophesy there, but never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary, and it is a temple of the kingdom. Then Amos answered Amaziah, I am no prophet, nor a prophet's son, but I am a herdsman, and a dresser of sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. This is the word of the Lord.
reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. He destined us in love to be his sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us. For he has made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him, according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to the counsel of his will, we who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. In him, you also, who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. King Herod heard of the healings and other miracles 
for Jesus's name had become known. Some said, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead. That is why these powers are at work in him. But others said, it is Elijah. And others said, it is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod had sent and seized John, and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him, and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and kept him safe. When he, when he heard him, he was much perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and the leading men of Galilee. For when Herodias's daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will grant it. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the baptizer. And she came in immediately with haste to the king, and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry. But because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard and gave orders to bring his head. He went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. For any of you who are new to St Bride's, and particularly those of you who join our services online, let me tell you a little bit about the story of the Guild of St Bride, as this is our annual Guild Sunday service. The Guild of St Bride was originally established in the year 1375. It was a parish guild, which was a kind of cross between a social club and a friendly society for lay people. Their members paid a small annual membership fee to ensure that they were given proper funeral rites and to support other charitable aims. The specific stated purpose of our own Guild of St Bride was to maintain a light burning before the statue of our patron saint, St Bridget of Kildare. Each Guild member paid a membership fee of four pence a year to finance this. 
This fee was subsequently raised to the grand total of two shillings and tuppence to pay for a chaplain to celebrate the Mass before the saint's statue and for two torches to be carried in procession at each guild member's funeral. But, as with so many other church traditions, parish guilds were swept away at the Reformation. But for the Guild of St Bride, that was not in fact the end of the story, because our guild was resurrected and reconstituted in 1953 by the then rector here, Cyril Armitage. Like so much of central London, our church had been left in ruins following the bombing raid that had all but destroyed our building in 1940. In the wake of this crisis, Armitage's vision of reconstituting the Guild was inspired. He entrusted to a core group of committed church members a special duty of ministry and service. In doing so, he gave both them and our church a new sense of vision and energy which was what enabled St Bride's to rise from the ashes once more. Guild members wear distinctive russet gowns and guild medallions, which bear the symbol of a Celtic cross, the perpetual fire of St Bridget, keeping alive the light of Christ, a curfew tower, we're called to be watchmen for the Lord, and the Celtic cross is surrounded by vine leaves. We are charged to bear fruit that will last. Although today's reformed guild is very different from its medieval predecessor, there remain some important points of continuity. Above all, the commitment to support and further the worship of this Church of St Bride. Indeed, as the present guild constitution states, the Guild is, and I quote, dedicated to the glory of God and to the service of the Church of St Bride in the City of London, more especially so that members of the Guild may assist in the conduct of public worship in the said Church. Guild members are therefore called to a twofold service, to God and to this Church of St Bride. When Cyril Armitage was formally inducted as rector here on the 13th of April 1954 in a service held in the bombed out ruins of this building, the then Archdeacon of London, who rejoiced in the name Oswin Gibbs Smith, declared that all those present had pledged themselves to see this church rise from the ashes to its former glory as a house of God. And he was referring not merely to the physical building, but also to the living church, which was called to make a fresh impact on the district which it is built to serve. And the remarkable thing that is that our rector, our guild and our congregation succeeded in doing precisely that. Fast forward to the present day, when we ourselves have lived through our own very different crisis, a pandemic 
that has made some profound changes to the pattern of our lives, to our relationships, to our loved ones, to our economy, to our finances, to our ways of working, to our worship, and to our ways of being a congregation. Mercifully, many things are now starting to open up again, yet many aspects of life will never be exactly the same again. This transition will inevitably bring its losses, but also some new and rather different and exciting opportunities. So, this is a time for us to reflect and to regroup as we discern anew what our calling as individual Christians, as a church community, both local and now global, and for those of you who are Guild members, to reflect on how the Guild can continue to do what it has always been here to do, in faithful service to God and to this church, to help support us in our acts of service and in our worshipping life. Guild membership is, in one sense, a sign of Christian discipleship in a particularly focused and visible form. Those of you who've committed yourself to the service of God and of our church in this tangible way are here to give inspiration to others by your example, through your ministry of welcome, hopefully soon to be fully restored, by your commitment to our worship and to our life as a community of faith. But the most important point about Christian discipleship is that it is always outward looking. Our call to service, our call to be bearers of light and hope, is to the world that exists beyond the walls of St Bride's. And so our calling is also a prophetic calling. Reflecting on today's Bible readings makes one aware that it can't have been much fun being a biblical prophet. If you're bold enough to speak truth to power, as did John the Baptist, the consequences can be grim. And the best possible way to earn yourself widespread unpopularity is to alert a nation to the fact that its self-indulgent and self-centred conduct is going to lead to catastrophic disaster on a very grand scale. Hearing those biblical passages in my youth, they always felt rather quaint and remote. It was like the, the, the theologizing of a long lost era, something that had little to do with the present because those were primitive days in which it was naively believed that there was a connection between people's sinful behaviour and national disaster. Except that these days, those same biblical passages no longer feel remote. Indeed, they bring a chill to my soul. They do so because they speak so powerfully and accurately to the crisis that we currently face. Over the past few days, we have seen Canada in flames following an unprecedented heat wave, landslides in Japan, and tropical storm Elsa battering the Florida coastline at the start of what is already another higher than normal hurricane season. 
And the cause of all this is human behaviour. The consequences, not of intentional and malign evil by other people, but much more worryingly, something in which we are all implicated. It is a consequence of our shopping habits, our travel arrangements, what we eat and how we spend our leisure time. The lifestyles that we have all come to assume are ours as of right here in the wealthy Western world, without ever taking full account of their consequences, are starting to have consequences that we can no longer ignore. There have been prophetic voices warning us of this for many, many years. I can remember reading a small newspaper article warning of the shrinking of the polar ice caps that was dated around the year 1910. But nobody ever wants to listen to prophets, do they? And in any case, their message never really applies to good law-abiding citizens like ourselves, does it? It is other people who must change their ways. But that is precisely why the decisions that we make and the ways in which we choose to live, both as individuals and as a community of faith, matters. The encouragement that we can give to one another matters. Keeping our sense of duty and service to God and to our neighbour matters. In discerning our path into the future, we are discovering anew the significance of our relationship with our patron saint, Bridget of Kildare, and with the Celtic Christian tradition of spirituality. The Celtic Church had a profound sense of the wonder of the created world and our role within it. Discovering a spirituality that has at its heart a recognition of our need to respect and protect our environment and to treasure our beautiful, precious and fragile planet is the first step towards ensuring that we play our part in transforming the world around us. Change has to start somewhere, and the best place of all is within the individual human heart and with our actions as individual human beings. Therein lies the challenge, but therein also lies the hope. And the restoration of St Bride's, aided by the reconstitution of our guild, shows that hope can indeed become reality. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, 
and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. The response to the bidding, Lord for the years, is, We give you thanks. Lord of the morning, we gather together following in the footsteps of those who have long ago worshipped at St Bride's, and where we now ask you to hear the prayers we offer. May the gift of your holy word be a lantern at our feet, a light to our paths, and a strength to our lives. We pray for Her Majesty the Queen, for her enduring service to this country and to the Commonwealth. For Alison, our Rector, who has remained a constant source of friendship and comfort during the past difficult and challenging months. For Jeff, our associate priest, and for all who have made it possible for us to join in this and previous acts of worship. We pray for the newest member of the Guild of St Bride, installed at this morning's service of thanksgiving. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. God of compassion and healing, as we commemorate the 73rd birthday of the NHS, we give thanks for the dedication and perseverance of all frontline workers, volunteers and carers. With Covid restrictions nearing an end and life returning to a sense of normality, help us to act responsibly so that we do not endure the heartache and suffering of a future outbreak. We pray for all men and women serving in our armed services and for those who work in the world of journalism at home and in faraway lands. Lift them up when they grow weary and give them courage to face perils which confront them. God of the nations, we pray for peace throughout our fractured world where life is precarious. Heal what is damaged and unite that which is torn apart. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. We bring to your care all who are unhappy and experiencing difficult times, those suffering from depression and whose lives are shattered and broken, who feel unloved and unable to cope on their own. Give them comfort and hope when all seems lost. Healing God, may your presence touch those who are unwell and make them better. Bring peace to the anxious, courage to the fearful, and rest to the weary. Help us to help them where we can. In a moment of quietness, we think of all known to us who are in need of our prayers, and those who have no one to pray for them. 
God of the spirits, when dearest friends and those we have loved depart, and all is darkened in the deep veil of tears, give them the life that knows no age, the good things that do not fade away, and rest in your eternal kingdom. May we who miss them be comforted by the memories that we will always cherish in our hearts. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. Lord of the morning, we have come to you in prayer and give thanks for the glory of your creation, this season of summer, the warmth of the sun, the gentle breeze swept in by the incoming tide, the rhythm of seasons, the sense of mystery that fills the vast intensity of space and the depth of the soul. Help us to keep this treasure, your earth, safe from harm. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, prayers these prayers for the sake, for of, the your sake of your Son, our Saviour, our Saviour Jesus, Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Will you please stand? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
we do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Let us pray. God of our pilgrimage, you have led us to the living water. Refresh and sustain us as we go forward on our journey. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, 
we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.